Good morning, everyone. This is 10 News Conference. I'm Gene Valicenti. Big news this week. Governor McKee trounces Republican challenger Ashley Kalis. Seth Magazine pulls off a second congressional district upset. The red wave proves just a ripple. And the suit beats the stars with voters approving a more tailored approach to sheriffing in Bristol County after 25 years. I think of my mom, and everybody knows my mom. Everybody knows my mom. And I took the numbers tonight at my house with my mom, and she was thrilled. And she wanted to say hello to everybody. When we started this campaign nine months ago, we did it to advocate for a better Rhode Island. A Rhode Island that people can be proud of. A Rhode Island that is the best state in the, in the country to live, work, and raise a family. And while we may have not won tonight, we should all be incredibly proud of what we've accomplished. We were behind in every single poll. Every single, every single poll. Every single pundit, every single pundit thought we were going to lose. I believe with all, every fiber of my heart that we together could make a difference for rounders and for the country. Thanks to all of you, this was an exceptional journey. We now have a mandate to change. The voters spoke, we have a mandate to change. And so I go in and I'm gonna reform a system. Look, it is what it is. And we gotta move forward. We gotta unite as a country. We've gotta to come together. You know, as disappointing as it can be, we we need all of us to sort of Democrats, independents, Republicans, just come together and recognize that you know what? It's, it's about it's about the people. It's about it's not about the individuals running for the office, it's about the people. Holding the powerful accountable from Washington, D.C. to right here in southern New England. This is 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti. Well, good morning again, everyone. I'm Gene Valicenti. Winners and losers, this is the election night recap. Let's go over it all with my guest, Wendy Schiller from Brown University, our political analyst, Brian Crandall, our political reporter. Let's dig right in. Let's begin with Governor McKee. No surprise there. Uh, he beat her by... 20 points, and that's a big margin. We haven't seen that in years, Wendy. I think the surprise was the magnitude of the victory, Gene. I mean, I think people thought, you know, he'd do well, but there was, a, you know, mad enthusiasm for him, and then he won barely the Democratic yeah. primary, uh, and then he just really got his people out the door. I mean, he really, you know, hammered, I think, uh, Ashley Kalis in terms of what she would do, what her experience was, and he really emphasized he had been a good steward for the state, he had done things well, mm -hmm. and he cared about the economy, and he would keep his uh, eye on the prize. He, he he, uh, listen, he, he had a close call with Helena Bonanno folks in the primary, but after that it was smooth sailing. Now, Brian, I had heard that night and day of uh, election, oh, she's cut the lead to 3%. Oh, she's, you're not going to believe this, you're going to get a big surprise. Did you hear that too? Well, that was the buzz going yeah. around that, you know, you hadn't seen a poll now in almost a month before election day, and then it was about 10 points. And so, you know, and that was kind of the word on the, on the congressional race too, is that, and that did prove to be true, but yeah. I, I guess that was all just a bunch of hooey, and, you know, is it that he was that good of a candidate or she wasn't that good of a candidate? And, and I think we've talked about this before. Just about any Republican in a gubernatorial race in Rhode Island can muster in the mid-30s yep. to 40 percent. And she didn't break 40 percent after spending more than four and a half million dollars of her own money. So, again, what does that say? And is it just the question of where were you before the year and a half 
when yeah. you moved to Rhode Island and, and what was your experience then? And Dan McKee saying, listen, I took I took over at a tough time and led the state through a tough time. And look where we are now. We're in pretty good shape. She couldn't shake the carpet bag or stuff. Couldn't yeah. shake it. And without exception, most of the state offices, not all of them, were about mm -hmm. a 60, 40, you know, for, you know uh, split. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think turnout was higher. I did not think turnout would be that high in Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls. I didn't see, you know, because there's no mayor's race. I thought maybe there'd be depressed turnout among Democrats. Turns out turnout was very strong. Yeah. And it could be that, you know, the theme of democracy failing and everybody has to get out and vote. That could have penetrated Democrats even in areas where they had no contested races. All right, let's go to the second district race. Now, as uh, Seth Magazine has said, all the pundits were wrong. I don't know if we're pundits, but... Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought Fung was going to win just like everybody else because that was the narrative since this thing started. Fung's got him by five, 6,000 votes. It's not going to be a blowout, but Fung's going to take him. And all the He was on Fox News uh, twice a week. CBS uh, came in. But in the end, Magaziner took him. And I've got some numbers to show with regarding day of vote, mail-in, and early. That's a factor here, Brian. Well, I think just overall... And we look back at the, at the primary as well. It's, that's what really turned the tide. And in particular, in the general election, when you factor in the mail-in ballots and the early voting, it's overwhelmingly for the Democratic candidate. And that's, that's what did it. The people who come out early and mail in their votes are more Democratic voters. And is that, so is that, again, speaking to the effort of the Democrats to get those people... Certainly, to get their votes in. certainly with seniors, the combination of shifting gears in his advertising three weeks, three and a half weeks before Election Day to Medicare and Social Security mm -hmm. and talking about what the Republicans would do to it if they got the majority. Instead of just saying, don't give the majority to the Republicans, he got more targeted what would happen to seniors. Yeah. And I think the Democrats have a good operation in getting the senior vote out, and they tend to vote by mail. And that's what helped McKee in the primary and obviously what helped Magaziner. Let's put, let's put the numbers up and take a look at these. Now, Seth Magaziner, the Democrat, this is day of polling place, 64590 yet. Look at that mail-in number, 13,000, early voting, 22. Now let's put up Alan Fung and see how he compares. Alan Fung, who was the Republican, look at that, look at that election day. He had him handily, 73,000 versus 64, but the mail-in ballots and the early voting is where Magazina caught him. So he caught him weeks before, weeks before the last debate. Now what does this say about the way we're running elections? Why is that not mirror day of voting? Well, I think, I think this is something we have to really grapple with because more states are adopting mail-in ballot overall, like you can't even go vote if you want to in person. Uh, and I think that it's really becoming uh, more important for Republicans who are getting better at voting early. So you've seen a little bit better turnout among Republicans voting early because they're starting to understand you want to rack up those yeah. tallies you know, early. You don't want to take any chances. Get to the poll and get voted. When it goes get back ran. to Donald Trump, in a way, sowing the seeds of... Uh, unease about voting early and, and mail ballots and that I think still plays out that Republicans are less likely to do it because of that and they're losing on that front so they come out on election day but again the people who are voting early are mostly Democrats. It's also, All right, so it, let, let's hold on why is that what's going on by the way we have the party chairs coming in right after we wrap this up we've got the Republican party chair and the Democrat party chair what's going on why are the Democrats so good at getting people to mail in ballots and getting getting to the vote early. What, what's going on here? Well, part of it is accessibility to voting. So if you think about people over the age of 65 or seniors who may not be able to get to the polling place, that's labor intensive for the party on election day to get all those people to the polling place. When you have an option to just get them a mail ballot and then mail it for them, uh, then, uh, then it's much easier and much less labor intensive for the Democrats. So it's a smart strategy. And people who have odd working hours, people who have kids and have to drive them to school, couldn't maybe, if it's raining out, yeah. Democrats have learned that their 
voters are more affected by election day conditions than Republican voters typically, so they work harder to get them out early. They've got a better army to do it. They've got the unions will go to their will go to their aid. They've got a, a ground fleet of people who go out and talk to the seniors. Can I help you? Can I help you get a ballot? What can I do for you? And that makes the difference. It's clear. Rhode Islanders will vote Republican. We just saw that. They will. Yeah, better organization. And, you know, I don't know if you wanted to take credit away from the debate. I think that last debate in the congressional race did, I, I think Seth Magaziner was very strong oh, in that was, debate. And he yeah. definitely, as Wendy was saying, kind of pivoted to the Social Security and the Medicare. And he's going to cut it. And uh, the yeah. Republicans are going to cut it or at least, you know, raise the Yeah, raise and that could have swung. Range. Whoever was undecided, uh, you know, the weekend before the election was going to vote in person, that could have swung. And we know that nationwide, independents were supposed to swing for uh, Republicans yeah. by 4 or 5%. They swung for Democrats by 3%. So I think that, that hurt Alan Fung a little bit. That last debate I did, uh, Magaziner came in prepared. And he grabbed more time than Alan Fung. Alan Fung, he kept kind of his answers short on a couple of topics. I think Fung's strategy was, everybody tells me I'm ahead. Let me just get in and out of this. It was a four o'clock debate. I'm not, you know, for as long as I don't, you know, make a big gaffe, I'm good to go. Magaziner had to come with his A game. Would you agree on that? Yeah, yeah, no, and he was, a, he was a better debater. And sometimes we say, oh, debates don't matter. But I also think it's just very tough for anybody in New England in the Republican Party right now to match up what they would do versus what the National Party rhetoric is. And I think it's just getting tougher and tougher. If someone like Alan Fung, you know, well-liked, well-respected, you know, been around a long time, can't win when he, the odds are stacked in his favor, that's partly some of that National Party rhetoric coming in and undermining him. You would think this was their chance. Yeah. Right. The, the supposed red wave, Congressional District 2, Rhode Island's red leaning parts, uh, the more suburban and rural parts of Rhode Island. You've got Cranston, where he was the mayor for a long time. Warwick, which could go either way, you know, votes often Republican, uh, moderate Republican for mayor. So and he Alan Fung is the most well known Republican in Rhode Island, I would say, over the last decade, and he hasn't been able to win a big but race. I do think, I do think the national, okay, I do think the National Party rhetoric hurt him more than uh, if that hadn't happened. If you didn't have sort of really right-wing people running around, maybe even Trump, uh, I think Alan Fung might have fared much better because he could have made the claim that he would be independent in the tradition of John Chafee and some other uh, uh, Republicans in New England. So I think that that might have also been the edge. All right, Wendy Shirley, Brian Crandall, thanks. Ted News Conference continues. The State Representative Joe McNamara, the Rhode Island Democratic Party chair, also. Yankee, the Rhode Island Republican Party chair. Well, welcome to either of you. Why don't you start it off? Is there anything you'd like to say to him or anything you'd like to say to her? Look ahead. Address, address your co-panelist here. He won. Yes, he won. Yeah. You know, congratulations. You know, we, uh, we always want Rhode Island to be successful. So we wish anybody that won in this race to be successful. But I also think it was low voter turnout. And I think that our message is we're the party of opportunity. We want good jobs, good schools, and in your ability to raise, live, and uh, work here in Rhode Island. They're the party of death. They're the party of killing babies. They're a party of killing education. And they're a party of high crime. So that message didn't resonate with the, the voters that they just voted against their interests. Well, uh, Joe McNamara, that message certainly turned quickly. I thought we were oh going to diplomatically here, but she <laughs> ran out of the box. Unbelievable. Yes. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? So go ahead, your turn. Uh, I think that this election really demonstrated that uh, an outsider like uh, Ashley Kalis that came in and uh, spent $5 million getting the same results as uh, Pat Cordelessa, who spent $3,500, showed that Rhode Islanders are smart and elections cannot be bought in this state. 
And quite honestly, after Thanksgiving, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a moving van pull up in front of Kalis's second home and she moves on to another state. But uh, I, I was very pleased by uh, Seth Magaziner's victory. I'm sure you were. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think it, I, w I was standing with Seth at 5 p.m. outside of school, an elementary school in Gatsby Plateau, and he said, Joe, what do you think? And I said, I just came from the Scottish Rite, which is a polling yep. place in Patuxent Village in Cranston, and they're turning out there very strong, over a thousand votes, and they're all yours. And he ended up winning that 1,400 to 400 over Fung yeah. and Cranston. Uh, so you just can't say they're the party of death or they're this or they're that. They beat you soundly. Yeah, they beat us. I mean, so they're a lot more than that. They sure. appear to be the party of Rhode Island. Well, you know. Baked in, dyed in the wool. Right. That's the rug's pattern. Right. You're not undoing it. They're not, a, we, we weren't undoing it, but we, we, you know, when I came in, I said there's a 12 year plan. We've got to build a structure. Oh, the 12 year plan? Wait, yeah, let, no, no, no. let me challenge you. No, I'm going to. 12 year, I remember then Senator Chafee going back to Lee Garment. I was at the news conference. That was a. That was a five-year plan. Yeah, what no, happened? but I came in and said a 12-year plan because there was no structure in the Rhode yeah. Island Republican Party. We didn't have a field game. We had no field operations. This time, we had the most candidates that we've ever had run, 66 in the General Assembly. And that's a huge improvement over 2018. A lot of these people were first-time candidates. When they came in, we said, you have to run twice. Now, when he talks about Ashley Kayla spending a lot of money, look how much money that the speaker had to spend. He ran against a first-time candidate that actually was holding him accountable. And that's part of our job too as a, as a minority opposition party, to hold these people accountable. Most of those candidates that ran this time said that they're in again for 2024. Okay, you do, so they'll be yeah. paying attention to anything that gets passed up. And we've got to get our message out better. Hey, you know, you're voting against your interests. These are people that closed your schools for two years, that had your kids masked, that the crime rate is high up in Providence. You know, is it really, you know, where is your job? Where's the economy? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, get back Jade, in. Go Jade, ahead. Let's, let's talk about, uh, as my late mother used to say, God bless his soul, action speaks louder than words. The fact of the matter is we gained seats in this particular election. The House Minority Caucus went from 10 to 9. So we were victorious there. But the message is you cannot be the party of no. And that's what the Republicans have become. Their legislative record was voting against the phase out of the car tax, voting against the $250 tax credit, voting against the tax-free pensions for veterans, voting against uh, Social Security tax-free for the first 20,000. One rep, whom we defeated, the Republican, sent out a mailer saying, I worked by, through bipartisan support to phase out the car tax. Ironically, his opponent, who won, sent a mailer out the same day. Here is the record of initiatives that he voted against, including the phase out of the car tax. Mm -hmm. And this polarization that has taken over our country, I've seen it because I've been in the House for a while, 20 years ago, we would sit down with a minority party, and we had minority leaders that would say, 
okay, yeah. we'll work on this, we'd get bipartisan uh, legislation through. Today, they're voting, one, one representative voted for the budget. So, and take, so ter take 30 seconds to rip up, but I'll, I'll begin you in the next segment. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because we've got to uh, take a break. Certainly, there were 11 amendments that were added by Republicans to that budget process, and they were voted down. That included more home health care uh, for low-income housing. You all voted against that. Those were good in amendments that were put into the budget by by the Republicans. So we're not the party of the no. We are the party of let's let's talk about Zambrano Hospital. We were the ones that that made uh, Governor McKee give more funding to those low income people. So again, it's our communicating our message yep. that we're there. We have good solutions. We have good solutions, and the Democrats voted against Joe, it. Just and up. their party is moving so far to the left that it's not helping average everyday Republicans. All right. Let's, uh, you mean and Democrats? You and you gave money. I mean, uh, okay. Democrats. She means Republicans. Right. No, she, and, That's what she said. No, no, okay. no, 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 Democrats. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, okay, it's also, you know, Governor McKee gave out 3,000 bonuses yes. to everybody. He handed out money. And in fact, when we knocked on doors, people said, I'll vote for this person, I'll vote for this person, but I'm going to vote for Governor McKee because he gave me $3,000. Okay, let he me. He bought your vote? Yes, he bought my vote. Party chairs continue the lively discussion, I guess, to Susie Yankee with the Republicans. <laughs> Representative Joe McNamara for the Democrats. Keep going. We're doing good television here. Uh, all right. I want to put up a screen. This is uh, a day of voting versus mail-in versus early voting. Let's put up uh, the second congressional district race. Seth Magaziner, polling place. This is day of. Look at that number, 64,000. Remember that number. Mail-in's 13, early voting 22. Now let's go to Alan Fung. Polling place for Alan Fung, day of on election day, 73,000. Mail-in, though, much lower, early voting lower. What's going on here, Sue? Is no. there, uh, they're much better at getting early voters and mail-in ballots. Why is that? Why wouldn't that group of voters be the same as this group of voters? Because I think Republicans like to vote uh, on Election Day. They like to go in. They like the community atmosphere. I particularly love voting on Election Day. I like going in. I like showing my ID. Do they like losing? No, they don't like losing. But you're talking about uh, Democrats like to vote by mail. But so hold, they hold, vote hold, by hold. mail. This is, this is the game has changed. The, they, the game the has changed. Rules. Right. These are the new rules. And we have started working on a mail ballot operation. But I'm telling you, Republicans do not like to vote by mail okay. in this state. Um, other states, Utah, it is a red state. They do an all-mail ballot yeah. operation. They've done it. It's, it's trying to change the culture and saying this is an option. You better change it. You'll never win an election again. Let me ask you this. Before we go any further, in other states, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans accuse each other right. of shenanigans. As of today, we're taping on Friday election, it's over. You're satisfied, fully satisfied with the vote, the count, there's no complaints, nothing. No, and I think that... Um, it does you know, no mean, yes, you're fully satisfied? Yeah, no complaints? No, 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 no complaints okay. about the election okay. process. I think that, you know, there are always uh, irregularities in every election, you know, but not enough to change the election. You know, so I say if anybody is worried about it, get involved. Uh, last election cycle, we had 60 poll watchers. Yep. This cycle, we had well over 700. So we had people involved in the process, and once they're involved in the process, they believe in the election integrity. Uh, uh, so uh, stay involved. McNamara, day of, you, you, you lost day of in the congressional district. How is that possible? But you beat them three weeks ago with the early voting and we, the mail-in ballot. What's going on? What's we going accommodate on? people's lives are different today. It's not an agricultural, uh, regular work schedule. They work evenings. They work double shifts. They work nights. 
mail-in ballots accommodate a modern lifestyle, as do early voting. We want to make voting convenient for citizens. And speaking of mailing voting and yeah. learning about it, the Republicans hired the mail ballot king, oh, I heard Buddy Cienci's yes. guy. So don't tell me, don't be crying on my shoulder saying that, oh, we don't understand it, we can't do it. You just probably, you have put forth this myth that there is something wrong with early voting. There is not. It accommodates modern work how do schedules. You, how do you do it so well? Well, this I, is a free advice for the okay, Republicans. Uh, how do you do it so well? Do you have oh, a ground army? Okay. Are the unions out there yep. burning yeah. up the shoe leather? What are you doing? We had this year one of the greatest ground games that I have seen in two decades for several reasons. Due to the races that were involved, one of the things that many Democratic candidates do is for, say, individuals over the age of 50. Yeah. When you're sending out your letter, please find the enclosed mail ballot application. Call me if you need any assistance. Yeah. And people will call me on my cell phone. I can't, how do you fill this mm -hmm. out? What do you do? How do you they, fill out a ballot? They people how do you, ask you how to fill out a ballot? Excuse me, how to fill out a mail Ballot application. Application. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Listen, they're also in the senior citizen homes. Yes. They know where they are. Yeah, they and know where they are. And some are in the nursing homes. And they bring homes. food they're in. They're very, yes. very good at this. And, and, you no doubt. And, how and will you have a competitive race if you don't get as yeah. good as And that's is. part of the lesson learning. You know, you have to get yeah. into those senior centers. You have to do exactly what Dan McKee did. He went in with a sample ballot already filled out and, and crossed out the Republicans. You know, that that is not illegal. Time out. No, Republicans do the same. Thing. Yeah, it's not illegal. Not illegal. It, it's, it's not smart. illegal. It is a smart thing. campaign. Is it wrong, though? Let me ask you, is no. it wrong to no. hand somebody who might be elderly it, and maybe not quite as sharp as they were when they were 40 a paper and said, please vote this way, it, and the yeah. governor hands it yeah. to you of all here's, people? Here's a piece of paper that says, vote for Joe McNamara yeah. and don't vote for the opponent. Yeah, okay. it's smart campaign. Are it's they, smart it, campaign. You're in the senior citizen homes, we know that. Uh, look, <laughs> you know how to work it. Are you in the nursing homes as well? Is there anything that you think they're doing yeah, that so is wrong? The nursing homes, if you look at the election, there wasn't a high turnout. Now, the, let's Rhode Island, um, they sent mail ballot applications to everybody in the yep. nursing home, but there wasn't a significant amount. And of course, the Board of Elections allows bipartisan uh, groups mm -hmm. to go in there and observe it. You know, it's where the Republicans, you have to step okay. up, you have to show up. You know, my complaint about the early voting is I think our primary is so late. Our primary is 47 days out from the general election. If you're going to keep 20 days of early mm -hmm. voting, you've got to move that primary so back. It's crazy. And the other thing is when you talk about modern day people vote, if you want to early vote and you don't want to vote yeah. by mail, um, those polling places aren't open on the weekend with the exception of Providence that was open one day. We're tied on, we're tied on time. Let me just okay. put up a tweet. This is from Ashley Kalis's campaign manager. Now after the dust settled, like it or not, Mail ballots are now a part of our elections in blue states. If Rhode Islanders want to win, we need to accept that and play the game and play it better. Our party needs to stop making excuses, stop crying foul, and develop strategies to compete in 21st century 
elections. I've got less than a minute. Uh, Sue Sienke, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think you do. It's what you've been saying. Yeah, here, different, different absolutely. And, and we actually went and looked back at 2016, 2018, and 2020. Who voted by mail? We made okay. sure that those people had uh, mail ballot applications just like the Democrats do. Very we, we are well, tiny and young. 30 seconds, Joe McNamara. You, we'll you got the last word. Now, this, now that they've hired the uh, mail ballot king, Buddy Cianci's friend, hopefully they'll all take notes and uh, get those Republican seniors to vote early and hopefully it'll be well monitored and convenient and I am extremely proud of our ground game all yep. of our uh, all all of the candidates yes. Republican the, and Democrat you're the DHL of ground games I <laughs> 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 but both of you Republicans Democrats that's 10 news conference thanks for being with us